Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast coming to you from my little studio in my backyard, uh, DTM Enterprises. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool stuff happens back in here. It's, uh, my, I have a number of places where my heart feels uh, completely content and, and sitting out here. Some days I wonder why I have a home. Uh, I could put a, a hammock up out here and, and just live almost. Uh, so I always like to talk a little bit about how I met my guest. And, uh, and, and, and my guest today had an impact on me that I had no idea at all. You know, we, we look at this stuff in the rearview mirror, right? We, we see what, you know, I turn around and look and I go, oh, I see. And, uh, and, and I've told this story a couple of times about being tricked into going to this, uh, yoga class, uh, back in 2016 by, by a girl I was seeing and, and, and she was right. Uh, if she hadn't tricked me into going, I wouldn't have went. Uh, she, she told me that, uh, she wanted to take me someplace for my birthday, uh, but I had to trust her and not ask where. And that was terribly difficult because I did not want to do that. And, uh, and I also like this other little thing because I, I recall it that uh, a couple of days ahead of time, I was like, uh, I'll just say her name. Renee, I said, you're going to have to at least tell me what I need to wear because I don't know if we're going out to eat, if I have to have a tie on, you know, what are we doing? And she said, just wear some like gym shorts and a T-shirt and, uh, and you'll be fine. So I thought we was getting massages or something, you know, was what I thought. And when we pulled up and parked, and I still didn't know where we were at because where we parked at, you didn't really know. There's a lot of things around there. You didn't know where you were going. Uh, I do remember I saw CVS, and I thought, well, we're not going there, are we? Uh, <laughs> and she popped open the trunk and started getting yoga mats out, and she was right because my initial instinct was to, like, go, uh-uh, nope, I'm not doing that. But uh, but we had a really good relationship, and, and I trusted her, and I, and I, and I rolled with it. And I was nervous and scared and, uh, you know, all that. And I, and, and I walked up in the studio and, and, I, and I met Rebecca, my guest today. And so uh, whether she knows it or not, she's responsible for my uh, initial love for yoga because I was impacted that day. And, and, and looking back, I, I now realize how much that impact was, but I fell in love with it. And it was a combined 12-step. Uh, 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 and yoga class, which is uh, falls under acronym of Y12SR, and uh, and and that's what started me out, you know. And lo and behold, a few years later, I'm going to that same studio, taking their 200-hour yoga teacher training class, and uh, you know, uh, that's just uh, Bob Earl talks about Eskimos that come into our lives that impact us, and we don't even know who they are. And it comes off of a joke that I've said a hundred times on here, but. Uh, but but Rebecca is one of my Eskimos, somebody who came in and had an impact by accident, if you believe in those things. And uh, so I, I, if I haven't ever thanked you for that personally, I thank you for that day because it really did impact my life and it, and it, and it put me on a trajectory that uh, has brought uh, has just brought a lot to my to my life and my recovery. Wow. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It was a. Uh, a cool cool day i still have a heart for that you know that uh, i don't know where i'm gonna go with what with yoga teacher training and but i still have a heart for that and i still mm -hmm. do so like i have those men's retreats and i have guys down 
and uh and and I, when we wake up in the morning that's one of the things we do we we do yoga in the morning and and they love it and they are, are impacted because it's that that practice hits my soul someplace that exercise doesn't mm-hmm. uh, me too. it does something for me that i don't uh, i don't quite understand and those guys will feel it too you know they'll mm-hmm. go through and i uh, put them through a little bit of the paces in the morning and, and, and they're all juiced up, you know, they're, they're energized after doing that. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for coming in today. My pleasure. How you been lately? I'm doing great. Cool. Doing really good. Yeah. That, uh, you still teaching any, you still, I'm not teaching at all. COVID stole that from me, Yeah. but, um, I'm really, you know, you just said the word retreat and it's really snapped in my head. I have a beautiful, three-acre property that we live on now in Shepherdsville, and I've been in the back of my mind thinking about doing something out there, and, you know, we can participate in all the rules there. There's enough space to do that, and I don't know why I'm not doing it, and people keep telling me, why are you not doing it? Like, it's been suggested to me on top of me dreaming about it, so I just need to get out of the, you know, the uncomfortableness of it and just do it right yeah, yeah. push yeah. through push through and uh and do it and, uh, yeah. uh, kind of that old uh movie at build it and they will come kind of thing mm-hmm. but thank you for all your kind words i mean that's so sweet you're bringing tears to my eyes and everything um yeah i just uh you know my sobriety dates october 25th 2009 and um i uh you know, I was looking at five to eight years in the penitentiary, mm-hmm. and uh, I've had several DUIs, and a lot of them back in the day were amended down to right. disorderly or whatever. It was before the digital era, so I had more DUIs than what were really showing total, and, and uh, you know, I just paid to get out of it every time, and then... Um, I actually got one over here in Indiana, and then it was, and it, I had just got it paid off, and then I got another one in Louisville, and it was like, you know, and at this particular time that I went to jail, I was on some hallucinogenics, and um, there was a girl in there coming down off of something, and uh, it was a DUI, and um, and I'm in, I'm in jail, the Jefferson County Jail, and this girl is coming down off of something. She has got stuff coming out her mouth and her rear end and she has no privacy because there's no walls and I'm watching her detox off of whatever it is she's on and um I'm just like what so all of a sudden my state of mind turns into a really bad trip you know and um I'm like why am I here what am I doing here I don't I don't belong here you know why am I here I'm a good person I what am I doing? What is wrong with me? And I didn't realize that I I like this thing in a bottle that was a spirit that changed my spirit, you yeah, know? Right. It changed my spirit. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. called a spirit, and it changed my spirit. And um, I don't enjoy that feeling anymore, and I don't, I don't want to be where that goes, where it leads to anymore. But I didn't know that I didn't want that, but I did know – you know, when I left that day, I was ready to do something different. And I was thinking, I'm in a lot of trouble. And I was a bartender at the Brown Hotel, and I'm telling him about it, and he was like, you know, if you have more than three DUIs, it's a felony charge. So I got the human resources guy at the Brown Hotel telling me, listen, you're, you 
you may lose your job. And I was upset about that because, you know, that's how I made money. And, and this is what I was doing. I was taking my cash. I was making house payments with my credit card so I could keep my cash so I could get some more cocaine. So ultimately, I could drink more. And yeah. I didn't really know that I really, that it, everything I did, like even the hallucinogenics I was doing that night I got locked up, I did that because I could drink more. Yeah. And I wouldn't slobber all over myself. You and I have that in common. Yeah, that's yeah. I like to do drugs that helps me drink more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'd have to come down, you know, because then I'd have a, pack, a pocket full of drugs and nothing, no booze and the liquor store would be closed. Because, you know, they got those laws where they didn't run booze on Sundays and stuff like that. And I'd never prepared for the next day, you know? Yeah. And I would always work on Sundays. God, if this gets out there, I, uh, yeah, I drank while I was working. I had a little coffee cup. I put Jägermeister in and Rumpelmints. It's called a concentration camp, but, uh, I thought, no, everybody's smelling peppermint on my breath. Right. They know, they know after you have two or three of those and you haven't had anything to eat. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I managed to hang on to that job and, uh, and um, I, I got out of prison, or out of prison, out of jail that day, and I contacted an attorney, and um, I went straight to this place called Better Alternatives. And I said, look, I got a DUI. I want to hurry up and get in the DUI program right now so when I go to court, it's going to look good because, you know, I'm going to fix all of this right, right now, yeah. right? And they're like, well, you can wait till you go to court, and then you don't have to pay this assessment fee. Well, I had done a rail before I went in there, so I'm all, blah, 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 blah. no, I got this, and here's my money. What do you need? Let's get it going. What day do I need to be here? I'm 95 miles an hour. And he's like, you're awfully happy for a drunk. And I was like, I'm not a drunk. And, I, yeah, I'm happy. You know, I'm telling him how it is, you know. And uh, so I start going to this better alternatives thing before I even go to court. And, um it it I, and the people when I went for, before the judge he didn't I didn't even mention that I was in this program before I'd started something happened in there and I'm not sure what there was a lot of people on stuff that were nodding off and do, going places that I hadn't been I'm hearing stories about things I'd never done which wasn't very many it was it was either pill related um, but every it and I didn't like downers you know because I want to be up so. You know, that, those were the new things or the not yets that I was hearing about. And when I get uh, into court, for whatever reason, I got home incarceration because I was due five to eight years. I had a really good attorney. And um, and honestly, I had just maybe 30 days before that paid off my previous DUI. I had had like three back-to-back. And um, it was not looking good for me. And um, for whatever reason, I got home incarceration. And she suggested I could go to three AA meetings a week. And I was like, anything so I'm not pinned to my house. So I could go to work and I was going I was absolutely going to three AA meetings a week because I don't I don't want to be at home, you know, because I don't like I don't want to be at home, you know, with this anklet on and I can't drink and I can't do any of the things that I like to do. So yeah, so I had to start catching the bus. I had to park my truck at my mom and dad's farm because uh I knew I would drive it. And, the, mm-hmm. oh, they requested the plates off of it. So I had to take the plates off my car so I couldn't drive it. And I ended up, I didn't set well with that. So a couple months into my home incarceration, I went and got a little scooter. So I was cheating because I don't, I don't like rules. And so I was driving a little scooter to work, and that worked until the winter. And, <laughs> yeah, and then I started, and then I finally got humble and started getting on the bus and taking it went straight to work. And uh, one day I was reading a book and I was on the bus and I go across the bus and I'd finish. I got on the wrong bus 
and I go across the river while I'm reading this book, and it's I'm almost finished with it. And all of a sudden, I look over and I'm like, "Why are we going to Indiana?" Like I, I see water under the bus, like out the window, and I'm like, "What happened?" And I go across the river on the wrong bus, and then there's a wreck in Indiana. And I'm still on the wrong bus. I don't even know how I'm going to get back to Louisville. I'm thinking, well, I'll just stay on the bus because it has to it's go back. It's going to go home someday. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's a wreck. We can't, and I've got to pee really bad. i got to pee really, really bad. And so they end up taking me. Uh, I go out, and the, the waters broke down. And, and all the restaurants and places around there, you, the water's busted. Yeah. So they're not, the restrooms aren't open. So I get back on the bus. They, they do their thing about the accident. I'm still got to pee really bad. She's at her last stop. She goes, you need to get off the bus. I'm like, I'm getting off the bus. She, she, I go, I need to go back to Kentucky. She goes, but the last stop is in Indiana. I go, I got on the wrong bus and I got to pee really bad. So finally she brings me back and drops me off at 10th and Jefferson. And I went in some medical center and I don't even know why I got on that story, but it was just like every riding the bus was difficult for me because I don't pay attention. Like even driving over here, she said, get on uh, Stanford. And I kept going down 65. Like, I just don't listen. I don't know where I go, but when I check out, I check out, yeah. check out, out somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where it is. Uh-huh. That's interesting. I find myself do that, especially when places I go to normally. But it's when you're not going to some place that you're not normally going to, uh, yeah, autopilot will get you in some trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah. You miss some exits. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, um, what else about my sobriety? So, yeah, so I went through that little journey, and then I got my license back. It was a year later. And during the course, you know, I'm still going to that Better Alternatives place, and I got I got into AA, like, and I was getting mad because I was going to meetings. I couldn't find anybody I knew. Mm. You know, I was a lounge lizard. I went to all the bars, and if I didn't like where I was at, I'd just go to the next one, you know, like I was everywhere. And um, I had a lot of friends, a lot of friends. And and if I didn't have them wherever I was, I'd make new ones. Like, I love people. And so um, I had a really good time until I didn't, you know. And that was every night. The first three or four hours, I'm always having a good time. Yep. Yeah, that's and right. then the next – and, you know, when I got sober and I was a bartender and I sat at the bar, um, you know, I did it three years sober, and I noticed that every – interesting you know the brown's a very luxury hotel it's not cheap to stay there so there's people have got money they're you know very interesting people and they sit down at that bar and four hours later they're total jackasses you know i'm like what happened to that interesting dude that was here i'm like what's your room number let's send you on your way where's your friend because the the best friend of a drunk is your is the bartender's friend like this is who helps you get them wherever they need to be going because you know i've had some experiences that uh yeah i would have drank right along with them before you know but when i got sober i was like oh no you know i it, two o'clock i'm like i'm ready to go and nothing good happens after midnight period nothing yeah yeah always at the bar from that 12 to 2 i hated those hours i was like oh god just yeah. when is it gonna Everybody's be over shot yeah. uh-huh yeah you hit, i talk about sometime on here because the hearing you know we all have unique stories but there's always a pattern thing of that and one of the things that i hear a lot of you know and, and i say it you know it was a lot of fun until it wasn't mm-hmm. you know and it stopped yeah. And I really, you know, all of a sudden, this is no fun anymore. 
mm-hmm. what happened to the fun, you know. But I kept trying to get the fun back. Yeah. After oh, yeah. It ended. There was no getting it back once 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 that had ended. Oh, yeah. And we have a common thing there too because I spent I spent nine months on home incarceration out of the gates, and what a blessing it was, really. It really uh, was, wasn't it? I wasn't tempted to do stuff, and like you said, they let me go to work, they let me go to meetings. Uh, they let me take my kids to point A and point B and things like that. So they let me do the things that I needed to do to carry on. But, I, you know, when a buddy called and was having a bachelor party, I couldn't go. And mm-hmm. when the wedding, some of my buddy was getting married and you just going to the reception or, you know, these kind of things. A lot of people who don't have that restriction in early recovery have these challenges that you might be invited to go to and you feel like you should. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't do any of that. Yeah, I got taken off the table and I was allowed to recover. And by the time I was, by the time they cut the chain off, uh, those things weren't on the table for me anymore. It wasn't the challenge that it would have been early on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had an ankle bracelet there and I also had a breathalyzer in my house. Oh, wow. an ankle bracelet. So every time I came home, it knew I came home and it called for me, it whistled for me. And I had to go up and blow it and it had a camera in it. Oh, wow. Take your picture. And, uh, I've seen those silly little devices on cars. Yeah, those interlock devices if you yeah. start your car. Yeah, I yeah. had one house, and the record one time on a Sunday, and Renee was here. Uh, or the record one time was it called me seven times one day. Wow. Yeah, and my favorite thing was is when because uh, the favorite as far as a chuckle, and I was like, I know why they do that. So I go up and I blow in it, and it. Test me positive or t- yeah. test me gets me boom ends not positive. I yeah, right. Did. I, I didn't play. I, I was you know I wasn't going to skirt. I was going to prison if I yeah exactly fucked this up. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> going. Know, so, and I'm fully capable of fucking it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it called and I blew in it and I'm walking back down the steps and it blows it it, it, it alarms again because a guy like me. We'll be sitting there with a drink thinking I got a couple hours at least before yeah. it goes off again. Oh, yeah. You know, and, it, and I turn right back up there, blow in it again. And, I can uh, believe how many people that were in my little group that initialed all the paperwork for that stuff and didn't even read any of it. So there was a guy in my group that had an anklet, and he was like, you know, well, I've been out partying. I've been, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, they haven't been to my house. I'm like, well, how would you know you haven't been there? Like, <laughs> I can't believe you signed all that stuff and didn't even read when yeah, you, you were signing. I know, which really honed in on how stupid I wasn't going to be. You know, like I was, I'm not going to be him, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I had a little warning, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I have some friends that give me a lot of good feedback on this, you know, and they will help me grow through it. And some of the stuff, something I heard lately was that I repeat some stories, you know, but the thing is, is that I'm talking to a new person here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm like, well, you know, tell with it. So one of the things was uh, 90 days in of home incarceration, I'm following all the rules I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I've got to go down there and turn in a schedule every Friday, mm-hmm. turn in my verifications from the mm-hmm. past, my signed meeting sheets, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the gal, and it just so happened, you know, I had some regular people I saw normal. Mm-hmm. My people weren't there that day for whatever reason. So I go down there and I'm meeting somebody who I'd never known, I'd never met before. And she's looking over my paperwork and she's looking at my new schedule and she goes, why do you only go to your parents for an hour on Sunday? And I was like, well, that's all you told me I could do, you know, that. Mm-hmm. and I told and I smiled and I laughed because I was, really was. I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to mess this up on purpose. Yeah. What I'm afraid of, my biggest fear is I'm going to mess something up by accident. 
Yeah. Cause, oh, because yeah. Because I don't know the rules. Yeah. Uh, and I said, you know, the only time I know a rule is when I break it mm-hmm. or when you guys pay me out some more rope and tell me that I can do something that I'm not doing. That's so, mm-hmm. And I'm smiling at her. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I think oh, it's yeah. a little funny. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. And right. she says, uh, well, <clears throat> you've been here 90 days, right? And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, you can go to your parents' house for three hours. And, uh, of course, I'm not, one of the things that I laugh about is like, well, I don't really want to go over there. <laughs> and I love my parents, but that's not where I wanted to be. Uh-huh, yeah. And she pulls the drawer open beside her, out of her desk drawer, and she pulls out this eight, stapled together eight and a half by 11 page of papers, and on the front of it it says HP, HIP Participant Guidelines. Oh. And she says, you didn't get one of these? And I said, yeah, and I'm still smiling. I go, no, I didn't get one of those. <laughs> And she goes, uh, and she goes, and I saw her. She looked at me, and she goes, "Oh!" And she puts it back in the drawer and slides the drawer back shut. <laughs> and my mom was totally up thinking she's going, "What did this dude do that they didn't right. even give him the rules?" Yeah. And and I said, "Well, can I get one of those?" Yeah. And she goes, "I'll ask." Oh, <laughs> no, like, she wow, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I had an angel down there because I don't know how you were handled in that, but I had a. Uh, the correction side of things, uh-huh. and then the social worker uh-huh. type of side of things. So I would go down there and deal with the correction people, turn in all that stuff and do all that. That was uh-huh. really stressy. And then I had this social worker I'd go talk to for a little while. Uh-huh. And uh, and she was helping me with, you know, re- my rehabilitation, I guess you could say. Oh, I had. And she was just an angel in my life. She was another one of these Eskimos that come in. And I oh, mine was. She laughed. And, and she really, she's a friend of mine now. And we're, I mean, it's well, developed cool. into some kind of real odd thing you know, uh-huh. i looked forward to going heck i still were facebook friends uh-huh. uh for a while i would just stop in and see her once in a while yeah or, uh, i uh my journey with that was well at all uh, i had to get a home phone connected so their devices would work and i didn't yeah i just had a cell phone and um then on the home phone couldn't have call waiting or anything on it. Do right. you know how stupid they think you are at the phone company when you tell them you don't want call waiting or any of that yeah, stuff on there? Yeah. Like they're like, "What? No, it I'm comes not, with it." I'm like, "No, I can't have it." It's not that I don't want it. Yeah, I can't have it. I don't even want a phone to begin with, lady. I'm like, just take it off. They're like, "Oh, it was a, it was yeah, a, I had to a do big that too, fight." Get it. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why my breathalyzer was upstairs mm-hmm. uh, because that was the only active home line that came in the house. And I had to get them to, you know, activate it and do all that. So, oh yeah, uh, it's frustrating, run up isn't those it? Steps to uh-huh. go uh, yeah. blow in that machine, and and it also had like a tilt on it too, like a pinball machine. You uh-huh. know? And yeah. So I had it on a like a kind of a like card table, just a kind of flimsy uh-huh. table, and they kept on getting air. They like they said I was I got well, the word they used. I stood, They said that I was tampering with the device. I'm like. No, I'm not. I yeah. Oh, I'm you're not. right. But what I found out I was doing, I was bumping the table. Oh. And it was shaking the machine. Oh. And I was sending a note down there that I was tampering with the device. And oh. I was like, okay, I'll. Uh, Don't it's, touch it. I said, I'm going to get something more solid. <laughs> so it's going to feel like it got tampered with again uh-huh. until I get it on something that's a little more solid. Yeah. But yeah, the home phone line. And, mm-hmm. uh, did yours uh, track you like GPS kind of stuff in that kind of thing? Mine didn't either. Mine uh, was just no, a they just showed up at work, you know, in, in opportune times, stuff like that. Yeah, but well. I survived it. And when I and I actually got out of that little better alternatives thing really quick. You know, I was due to do that for about a year and a half. And about eight months in, she goes, you're doing great. I'm just going to sign you off. I'm like, what? You know how much money you're saving me? She goes, no, you're doing great. Yeah, please come back and see us. 
you know. And I've stopped by there several times and dropped off, you know, when I started doing the yoga of 12-step recovery. I dropped off some stuff there every around my birthday. I, I usually drop it down there, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, those uh, people that they see that they know they see that you're actually doing that, you know. So oh yeah, they I notice got, it before you do. Yeah, I got sentenced to a year of home incarceration. I got, they let me off at nine months. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I see some other things. So, like, the flip side of that also was that I went through about a year, about four years of between the first time I walked into a meeting to when I, my current sobriety date, where I call it up pretending to be sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And the, the flip side yeah. of that is, is when you're not, they also see that. Too, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially oh, yeah. the people in the room. There's a stuff. big difference. It's yeah. one of the things that I hold close to my heart is that the people in the rooms and stuff, uh, you know, for uh, continue to love me even though I was towing around and mm-hmm. kept on you know their arms were open and welcomed me back yeah every, every time well you know remember i was telling you i couldn't find any of my friends in the aa meeting so yeah. i was getting pissed about it right and uh so i i finally get to one i had missed uh the bus right so i called a cab and the cab driver's like aren't in there an aa meeting around here why are you going all the way across town i was like trust me i've spent more on less you know like come on and so i get over there and i walk in i was like have arrived like three people I knew that I used to party with or work with like my sponsor I had bartended at Coons's Fourth and Market when I, in my early 20s and this girl was the hostess and she was underage and I used to shot, slide her shots of Jägermeister she is my sponsor yeah. <laughs> isn't that funny yeah, that yeah. Cool. and so uh we used to call her Missy back then but she goes by Melissa now and she's been sponsoring me the entire time and then um and and um uh Coleman and this guy named John. These two cats that I used to party with hard of, one of them I worked with at uh, Allo Spiedo. It's on Frankfurt Avenue. It's this little wood burning oven pizza joint. It was really nice. And and actually, my husband today used to be the landscaper there. Oh. And I was like, oh, there's that hot guy that's a landscaper. Isn't that funny? And then later on, I yeah. end up marrying that guy. Yeah. It's too funny. And I find him in the program uh-huh. of Alcoholics Anonymous. I mean, it's just really wild how it all comes together yeah, you know yes, yep uh, i i call them miracles i have mm-hmm. a list of them in my pocket of these things and i had no idea what i you know it's all hindsight you know when yeah I go back and be the gratitude comes in me looking back at it more mm-hmm. at the time uh yeah i let god pick tony it. for yeah. sure yeah i mean because I, my picker was broken yeah, you right. know yeah. yeah or i couldn't really hang with anybody very long when i was drinking because i I was angry all the time. You know, who'd want to hang out with that, really? Yeah. I was always like to think I wasn't, mm-hmm. but I do recall, and I don't know what the dynamic is, I think it was more of a shame thing that once mm-hmm. I acted so poorly for a while that I would need to get away from that and go find somebody new that didn't know that anymore. So I, I remember myself, like, snaking around into different uh groups and people and, yeah. and 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 leaving these people behind and moving on to these other people and mm-hmm. so i could get a fresh start you know yeah exactly somebody didn't know about you yeah that uh yeah and that was the thing you know i'd been to aa meetings every time i got a dui i had to go there was a different little process I had to go through little things i had to do you know i did mm-hmm. all that stuff but this time was different I, and I and I owed all to that lady that was sick in the in the jail. I really believe it. Yeah, you know, looking at I was like, this is where I'm going because yeah. that's the not yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, 
I can't imagine I, uh, uh, tripping in. In, that was one of my very favorite things to do. Yeah. For a long time. Oh yeah, time. me too. I mean, I'd yeah. done enough of it that you know. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And and I like to be in the woods, and I like to yeah yeah oh yeah because I didn't like to be around people too much when I was doing that. Oh now, yeah, again, no, I could do it, but nope, not nope, nope. Got to be with a certain amount of people, and yeah, they better want, we all yeah. got to stay in the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want any mirrors around. And I'm oh like, <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my god. Yeah. No, but right? I did get hung up once in this one. I was a kid. Uh, man, I wasn't even driving age. Yeah, I was. I was 16 years old. I just got a car, and I was waiting outside a friend's house and uh, and for him to get home from work. Mm-hmm. And, and there was me and a buddy was waiting, and we were loaded and you know, locked and loaded uh-huh. at 16 years old. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. And, I was uh, doing the same thing. The cops pull up on us like a like a raid, you know. Oh I mean, no! Like four cop cars pull up and surround the car and stuff, you know. And uh-huh. I'm not ready for that kind of thing at 16 years old. You yeah. Know, and they get and I remember we had a we had a couple half gallons of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a, a case of beer iced down in a cooler and another case of beer sitting in the back. We had a half mm-hmm. bag of pot and we had <laughs> eight hits of acid. Oh whoa! Because me and my buddy <laughs> had already <laughs> dropped one. Yeah, of course <laughs> you have. Yeah. And we're sitting out there. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they're asking those obvious questions, but we're trying to lie our way out of all of that. You know? Oh, of course. And then, you know, I didn't go jail. That they took us down there, but I didn't spend the night. They called mom and dad. Uh huh. Yeah. Come get us. But you're sitting down there in the midst of that with these yeah. probation officers and cops and moms and dads and stuff. Oh yeah. And, and it's a, tripping. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you can't even call it together. a buzz kill when you're that whacked. No, you, you know? can't cause because there's no turning that off. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> No, it's still going at large. You got like shake off some alcohol sometimes, or yeah, a hot yeah, buzz, or yeah. you know, as long as you're not too far gone. But you yeah, know, once you that get that buzz killed, man, and mm-hmm. that was no fun at all. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be a few hours. Yeah, but you know, it was another one. Once, and I'd heard you say earlier, you know, um, I had a bunch of bumps too, but a little money and uh, parents that knew a lot of people in town mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff would always have those consequences for the most part shake off of me. Yeah. You know, the three DUIs. Oh, I can't tell you how many times that I, I really don't even know how many times that I'd been taken down, mm-hmm. but turned loose. Yeah. Yeah. I never really suffered consequences for my mom and dad either. That My brothers and sisters are all a year apart, and I'm nine years younger than the one closest to me. So uh, when, about the time I was 10 years old and knew what was going on, they were all gone, you know. So it was like being an only child. And they had already gone through all of it with them. They've already wrecked the cars and did all that stuff. So whenever it happened with me, they're like, oh, okay. well, Yeah, exactly. Like, we know what to do. This is how we do this now. You know, like, yeah, it was different. It was different for me. I was, um, I never really thought I was spoiled until I got sober. And Mm. then I was like, God, I'm so selfish, so self-centered, so spoiled. So, yeah, I didn't know all those things. Like, you know character defects that have you ever read the book drop the rock yeah oh love it love it because it tells it's just story after story of people holding on but i really like the story in the very beginning of the book it's like on the first page about mary and she's got this thing around her neck and it's got a rock on it and the guys are on the boat and the boat leaves and she jumps out and she's trying to swim but she's got this thing around her neck and she can't get to them and they were like screaming, "Drop the rock, Mary!" And I, yeah, I love that yeah. little. Um, what is it? I guess it's uh, just kind of the story, you know? Yeah. yeah, because that's probably the meat and the potatoes of the twelve steps is yeah. the character defects for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And you see, uh, 
you know, folks just hanging on to things that aren't serving them, but oh, they got yeah. a firm grip on it, you know. Or what about, you know, a new sponsee, and that's they're just part. getting their feelings back for the first time? <clears throat> like, that's the magic in the program for me is giving it to other people and mm-hmm, listening to people when they first come in, and they're just getting their feelings back, and, and they the pink flat cloud dissolves in the first year, and the second year it gets real, like – they're getting their kids back or they're getting their life back or whatever they're getting back. And then all of a sudden they got to like, they wanted all those things, but now that it like life's really showing up and they're like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And I see all the spoiled, selfish, self-centered, you know, and I'm like, I'm, and it makes me realize how much I've grown. I'm like, Oh, thank you, God. I'm not sitting in that anymore. You know, I don't have those, um, ex- well, I like that keeping it green kind of thing because I, I need that in my life to keep seeing that. That's one of the you know byproducts of continuing to work with people is that because you know I'm capable of forgetting. No, oh, yeah, so absolutely, speak. yeah, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, a friend yeah. of mine dropped that one time, and I, she said, uh, "Yeah, so and so's got back problems," and I was mm-hmm. like, "Really." And, you know, and she says, yeah, he's, they're getting all their stuff back. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And the insatiable need to be right. Like, uh, when I first got sober and, uh, actually it was the yoga, te- yoga teacher training at 502 mm-hmm. that, uh, um, Sarah, Sarah, she was like, you need to, fit, uh, go ask these people, these five questions. And this one question was, um, what's something that you don't like about me that you wish I'd change. And, um, you know, I asked some people I didn't know in the in, that were in the teacher training, and they told me some strange things, like that I, that I came off as broken, and I thought, I'm not broken, but it was weird that that was their opinion of me, that they thought I was broken. So that was like, oh, this big, you know, because yeah. the way I see the world and the way others see the world, it's so different. You know, and you don't realize that. And then the next question, and the same question I asked my mom. And my mom was like, you just have this insatiable need to be right. Like, you have mm-hmm. to be right. And I, and I never realized it until she told me that. Yeah. Until, cool and exercise. then I was like, yeah, and it was. Oh, it was huge. Yeah, and it's funny because Sarah will get some alcoholics in her. And she's called me. She's in another state now, but I heard she's back. Yeah, she's yeah. been back. I don't know if she's back permanently, but uh-huh. I think the next. I think she's going to be involved in the next uh, round of teacher training, but we don't know how that. Is yeah, gonna, you know, they don't know how that's going to look under the current thing going on. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Everybody I, there. She was leaving the studio mm-hmm. uh, at the time that that I came. When you arrived, so yeah. you didn't get to witness her, man. She's yeah. a powerful, yeah. powerful lady. Yeah, and I'd heard a lot because I was uh-huh. alongside with Renee as she yeah. was going through the teacher training, and uh, so yeah, I, there's I, a lot of magic at 502, and it yeah, takes it takes a community of people to get it going and keep it going, and yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, well, you know what they've done to adapt and improvise around all of these current things is really inspiring. Also, you know? yeah, and, uh, you know, I <clears throat> I personally have not been able to find myself be able to do the Zoom stuff. Yeah, I do Zoom meetings. Yeah, but me the too. Zoom, uh, the Zoom yoga, yoga. Yeah, yeah I, I, me I, either. I haven't been able to get my haven't been able to. Well, I haven't myself. been to five hundred two since I moved to Shepherdsville. Oh yeah, and I passed uh, Y twelve SR over to Renee. Yeah, yeah, the. Um, I look at those interesting things about like, you know, because one of my, you know, I had, well, to be honest, I had no idea why I went to teacher training. Yeah. <clears throat> it was called. Yeah. You know, it was a tap on the shoulder, said, 
Yeah. And I said, okay. And yeah. I went and did it. But one of the things I would tell you, and I do believe this, is that uh, I did it to strengthen my own practice, my home oh, practice. Oh, yeah. So, that, yeah. And, so uh, you feel like you know what you're doing, yeah, right? right. Yeah, so that. Absolutely. Because you know, it's a part of my morning routine now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I look at that now, and I go, hmm, you know, it wasn't too awful long after I graduated that uh, I needed those skills. I needed that skills. I'm this telling thing you, in, the, you know? if you can learn your dosha, do you know Ayurveda? Uh, no, I would not say It's I the know. science of the body, and it's 5,000 years old. So I've been studying that too. And, um, but I didn't realize, you know, the thing about yoga is it helps my mental state. Mm-hmm. Like it helps me get out of my head. And there are times in sobriety when I get low, I get really low. And um, I'm an all or nothing. It's black or white. I either want to die or I want to be living to the max. Like I don't, you know, finding balance is the struggle for me. And yoga can get me there. Can get me there. Mm -hmm. I follow this guy, Tommy Rosen. Mm -hmm. He did a 14-day challenge. I went through my Facebook Messenger and invited about, I don't know, 10 or 15 people to do it with me. And there was about six or seven people that kept doing it Mm -hmm. and kept doing it. And, and they finished it and they, the 14 days and they were like, and, and some girl, that was April 27th. Some girl texted me the other day. She said, I'm still doing it. And I was like, that is amazing. That is amazing. So I turned her on to something she didn't know. She added in a little ab work thing that she's doing offline with somebody else. You know, she created her own COVA workout, you know, and, uh, and her and I've become really close. There's a recovery center opening up in Shepherdsville. Mm. I'm jobless right now. Mm. And I told, um, I had on Friday, this was, uh, a week ago, Friday, I had, uh, sent a cover letter and a resume to a job that doesn't exist in this recovery center. Cause it's not on the job boards or anything. And she was in a noon Zoom meeting with me and talking about how she had sent her resume as a nurse to this recovery center that's getting ready to open up. And I called her right after the meeting. I was like, girl, you're not going to believe this, but I just did the same thing you did. So, I'm, you know, we're both just hoping to work there, but yeah. we don't know. You yeah. know, we don't know. It's yeah. in God's hands, but still super, super exciting. So with the uh, Ayurveda, we use... It felt, it felt like you were going somewhere. Oh, like that. sorry. Yeah, I got off track. That's okay, I? but I'm yeah. interested. Okay, yeah. So Ayurveda is like, um, I, I've, I've been doing this book club. It's uh, 10 weeks long, and you follow this book. Her name is Kate Stillman, and it's 10 habits. So the 10 habits of Ayurveda to help the body do what it's supposed to do. Because, you know, um, we were introduced to an industrial world, right? Mm-hmm. And through the industrial world, we started eating dinner way later. And uh, we just changed the way we lived as farmers, right? And, and moving with the circadian rhythm of the earth, like getting up when the sun comes up and going to bed when the sun goes down because we create electricity and we have devices that we live with in front of our face all the time, you know? So you're, you keep moving way further and further away from nature. But um, but you're kind of like me, so we're trying to to dig into nature all the time, right? Yeah. So uh, that's what Ayurveda is about. It's about earlier, lighter dinner. It's, uh, um, you know, because 
if you think of the time clock as a peace sign, so 10 and 2 is the top of the Y, the peace sign, and 6 o'clock is the bottom of the Y and the peace sign. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So from 10 to 2, your body is firing the most bile that it possibly can. So you need to eat the biggest meal then so your body can process it, right? Mm. And then, then um, you know, from 2 to about 6... You know, you shouldn't be snacking and eating and, you know, you should wait till about six. Like, let's say you went to bed at n- at nine o'clock. You want to quit eating, close the kitchen about three hours before you go to bed. So your body has a chance to break everything down. So we're eating dinner, these huge, large meals at six o'clock. Well, at six o'clock, you know, this bottom of this piece on I'm talking about, at six o'clock, you should, you should have a supplement. That's what supper is, is a supplement. So you mm. should have like a bowl of soup or a salad, you know, and then and then not and you close the kitchen, you know, stay out of it. But when this COVID thing, I noticed myself like sliding into the kitchen, emotional eating, you know, because I'm feeling sorry for myself. My job went from furlough to layoff, you know, all this stuff's happening. I'm all in crying the blues, you yep, know, yep. I'm a prisoner of my home, I feel like. When I live in a beautiful house, but I'm an addict, so I think I just want to die, you know? I want to die, I really do, and I'm laughing about it now because it's so silly. It's so silly, the darkness that I create for myself. So with the Ayurveda, you know, I, I started a Zoom meeting and I had a case of these books because I had done this yoga healer, um, um, certification with a lady named Kate Stillman. And I uh, had bought a case of these books. And, and last year when I lost my job, I was trying to get this going as a, as to do for as work, you know, and I couldn't get it going. I wasn't connecting to the right people. I just don't have the marketing skills that I need to do that kind of mm. thing. So I got the book study going. I was like, I'm not going to sit around here and get fat. I need to be doing this stuff that makes me feel good, makes my body feel good. So I started a 10-week habit. But and I had these case of books, so I sold them to all my girlfriends and and I did it for free. And uh, we've met every week, and we're getting ready to end on the ten tenth habit at my house. Um, we're going to come together at my house and uh, have a little get together cool about all. Yeah, yeah. And then I started a step study because I was like, I can't get disconnected. Yep. You know, I started a step study on emotional sobriety so we went through 12 steps that were anchored around emotions instead of and it's and it's all fostered by alcoholics anonymous 12 steps but man yeah it 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 has been d i'm getting cold chills thinking about it and you know we started with 30 people and, and as all these step studies groups that i've ever been in a lot of startup not yeah a lot of follow through. yeah exactly a lot of startup and now a lot of fall through you're right and so all of it we went from 30 people to i think we're about down to six mm. but i started it so i have to finish it yeah like I, creating that and i had to ask for help like i had times when i couldn't pay for it it's 15 dollars a month well i don't have a job i wasn't getting the unemployment yet it came really late i had put the wrong dates in you know just bad bad yep. stuff was happening you know and and it was funny because those two things have really saved my life since all this COVID stuff yeah. started right because i thought oh you don't have to tell me i don't have to do nothing i got plenty to do Oh, no. About two weeks in, I'm depressed. I don't want to get out of bed. I need people. I need people. Yeah. And so I created my own journey out of COVID 
by creating those two things, yep. the Ayurveda journey and the 12 Adapt steps. Adapt and improvise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I, I really, I, I like that. Uh, and I think I'm going to continue doing, doing the same it. Thing. You know, this does, this fills a piece of that for me. Yeah. I continue to have podcasts every week. So I got a guest in here and I got somebody to communicate with. Yeah. And, and you're talking about recovery. And, and we're talking about recovery. Yeah. You know, and, and, and doing that. And it spurs off other kind of things. And too, I like the way we started it because I, you know, God help me help somebody. Yep. Right. You know, because what are we doing here if we can't? You know, that's really what my life is today. And I yeah. found myself following that. I mean, me you too. Know, I'm doing this handyman gig, and, and you know, and it dawned on me, you know, what I'm doing? I'm going to help people. Yeah, you are. And I get to put some money in my pocket for doing it. Yeah, exactly. Which, I, which you should be able to. Yeah. You know, I got no, yeah. no issues hung up on that. Yeah. But I walked away one day thinking, you know what I'm doing and why this is also because, uh, you know, somebody brought something to my, uh, a guest I had a week ago or so, the one, and she, and I always say the words wrong, but it's an enneagram, enneagram, or something. And in some way, it's another one of these things where they look at personalities and how you are. And and so I took the little test, you know, uh-huh. and, and looked at it, you know, and it, and it come out to be where you know I'm a helper. Yeah. And I'm, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to help people, whatever that, ha- however that happens to be. Whether if that's fixing your Me uh, too. squeaky door, mm-hmm. or 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 offering you this solution, yeah, or um, introducing and maybe give you a little coaching towards how you know to get a med- how to make meditation as a part of your life, yeah, or or yoga. That's or, uh, one thing I've really hit home with is I've been struggling with that. You know, here I'm 10 years sober and I still can't meditate. And I started since this thing happened about the middle of April. I was just like, I'm, I've am i got to do something. And, and it worked because I was doing it in yoga teacher training. I was doing it every mm-hmm. time I was doing a training, but it would never last past that. Yeah, it's a tough and uh, finally, to when I wanted it, it, it came because that was the thing. I had to want it. Yeah. And and that was been the thing for everything, you yeah, know. In meditation. What I had to do was let go of what I thought it was. Oh, isn't that the sh- yeah? Hello, <laughs> yes. Uh, because my truly right now, you know, and I got, uh, and he, if he listens, he'll know who uh, he's talking about. But you know, now again, I, I got this buddy that will tell me, you know, I went so and so, and I managed to meditate for ninety minutes, and I'm like, what? That's nuts. Yeah, yeah and, uh, my body and I really would turn numb. Doubt it either, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I, they do. I sometimes do that, but I really probably should be calling that a nap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah call it what it is but uh-huh. i also know that is some i can classify that you know when we say our own conception of a higher power in here, yeah i can stop short with that own conception thing too and look uh-huh. at that as a little broader thing as my own conception of meditation and when i lay myself down and be still for uh, 30 minutes because i need a nap uh i can count that as my as a meditation yeah for and me. let me tell you something the hardest the hardest thing for an addict to do is sit fucking still yeah, my sit thing. fucking still yeah, my because you know me. we want to follow uh our will and what we got going on because this is the most important thing what's going on in there yeah. and and it's really not yeah. and we are do such a better i read this book the 5 a.m club have you ever read that nope. oh my god it's awesome and um i can't think of the author's name right now but it's changed my life too. I was like, I want to be a person who gets up at 5 a.m. I get more shit done in the morning. But now that I get up early and I meditate, like 
I'm more focused, you know, I'm more together, yep. which is funny. I say that. And then today was not, not, not the way it was at all. Yeah. But I gotta let myself <laughs> off the hook on that too. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, that perfection thing. That's cause that's another one of my problems. I want I feel like I, like you said, black and white kind of falls in that, you know, if I'm not going to do it perfectly, then I'm not going to do I it. I know. And, uh, you know, my, my meditation today, like I said, it looks like five, 10 minutes of meditation yeah. in the morning. That's all that's it looks perfect. like. And, you know, with a little yoga and mm-hmm. actually, as far as I'm concerned, I think that falls under that same category because now I have, fo- I'm focusing on something. It's a moving meditation mm-hmm. that gets me out of here because I have to focus on my poses and I'm not thinking about whatever's later or, you know, the best of my abilities, just like, you know. Well, I use and, three tools here lately since i've been doing it the first one was uh, i did the tommy rosen like the, the but there was a uh, a meditation in his app or not his, his on his website and you know i've been a member of his community for a Which long is time recovery 2.0 right uh-huh it's yeah it's r 20.com i think now i think, I think it's changing tommy rosen or yeah. you re- or you did recovery mhm I don't know. That's what I see. I think I'm a, I'm a, I like the Facebook page of, I think. Yeah. It's recovery recovery 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get on there and that's what started that thing to get back to the meditation. Well, then I kept digging a little deeper and I got Deepak Chopur, Chopur, Chopra. Chopra. Thank you. Yes. And, uh, I got on, he has a 21 day thing mm-hmm. that you can do, which is really helpful. And then I ended up getting on it. I found this other guy, John Gabriel. It's the visual meditation. Ah. Yeah. Fascinating. I read his book. I'm fascinated by this stuff. And I thought I never really thought about it, like visualizing what you want to be. But it was all teaching me how to sit still. All of it is just teaching me how to sit still. Could you just sit still? Can you just sit still? So then I got some little hourglasses of sand Mm -hmm. and I sent them up in the windowsill. So I'm doing it in the morning and they they have this little sparkly thing to them. It's really cool. So now I can really just sit there. And then when I'm thinking, I go, oh, it's thinking. And then I just take a deep breath and I try to get back. And you know, the hardest thing for me, and I could, this is, I think why I could never meditate is I couldn't listen to my breath. Like I have to pay attention to my breath. Why do I want to do that? It's the only thing in my body that runs on automatic. Why do I want to listen to it? You know, like I just cannot. Yeah. And then once I got there, like, oh, just listen to your breath. Just be, you know, it's, oh, yeah, it's been amazing. I can't recommend it enough. Yep, and I love that I can, you know, I can go so many directions with it too, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. the other thing, you know, when people most of the time that, um, yeah, I, and the universe just throws people, you know. I'm sitting there, and I look down, and my phone buzzes, and I look, and somebody's messaged me, and I don't know who they are. And they message me on Facebook, and it says, uh, I want to learn to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and, and so we go... I, Okay, yeah, and I yeah. have this little thing where I do, I look up at the sky. Oh, you know? yeah. What are you trying to All teach right. me? Well, let's yeah. see what's up here, and you know, uh-huh. and, and you go to play with that. But most people have got some idea, you know, they got that fixed idea about what they think it is or they think it isn't. And, you know, and then the other thing about, like, you know, the whole intangible of, like, learning to do it. I mean, it's really like, no, you do it. You don't really, I mean, I, yeah. I get better as I practice, like with yeah. anything else in life. Yeah. But like, I know that I will actually, there's never going to be a time where I have 
learn to meditate. Right, I yeah. Am, I am now uh, yeah. a, a professional. Yeah, uh, but just like the 12 steps is all a practice. All, yeah, all, all we got to keep practicing. practice, 12 steps, these yeah. principles, this stuff, and that's, you know. If, if you got to keep practicing. Because you know, well, I, I was practicing drinking and it wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like I was really good at it for a little while. But <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I'm going to drink the fellas under the table. Yeah. yeah, all that crazy stuff. Yeah, it seems <laughs> that you know it's a uh, it's it's that continue word. It's in there too. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. keep on trying, keep on practicing, keep on looking mm-hmm. for new ways to do it. When something gets stagnant, be willing to uh, tweak or be open for other suggestions on how to right. break through that. Uh, whether that means adjustments or you know, there's and that's the thing I'm so mad at myself about. You know, and like I can't even be in the joy of getting it because I'm mad that I've waited so long. Yeah. You know, like, well, I've been fighting this so long. Why did I waste so much energy fighting it? Like, yeah, that's not for me. It's for everybody else. God, I just. I had a, so I was like, so I had that four years. I broke in them houses, got caught, was in a shit ton of trouble. They were telling me six to 20. Uh, It was come down to like six. And they were saying, and I even had friends, dude, you'll be out in three. I'm like, yeah, but. but, Yeah, Yeah, right. uh, and uh, and I'm in all this stuff, and I'm trying to find a way. And I thought I'd cut all the corners off of my AA card, you know. And my pride wouldn't let me go back there, you know, even though there's something was pulling me back that direction. But I didn't want to go back to AA. You know, I was telling people I would. I'd disappear for an hour and a half in the evenings and tell people I went to an AA meeting, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. And a meditation. A friend of mine had posted about a meditation meeting, and I went there for whatever reason. I was able, and I went to this meditation meeting. Uh-huh. And uh, and you know of course I get there and it's all full of AA people. Of course, uh, you know, yeah. But, uh, I was thinking it'd be different folks, uh-huh. uh, but it brought me back in. But then I started getting something out of that no different than like when I came to that first yoga th- uh, practice, and I was like, hey, I really like this, mm-hmm. you know. So I kept on going back to that meditation meeting every Saturday morning, and you know, and I I remember a bell going off one day, you know, about like because I would come out of there skipping. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, and and I learned a lot, you know, because we were doing a group function and people would share afterwards about their experience. Mm-hmm. So I heard people say that, you know, well, I didn't do nothing today. I just sat here. I couldn't do, you know, and I and and but they were okay with that, you know. And, Let me and tell you, you all these different, and so it made everything okay all of a sudden. And I'm meditating for six months between the time that I first walked into that. To mm-hmm. my current sobriety date, so I actually had developed a meditation practice when I hit this work with a sponsor I could listen to, and that was like I look back and go, "Wow, yeah, because it settled me. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't a total schizo mess. Yeah, because I had been meditating. For yeah, a while the, when what's I hit that this. thing about the circus left but the monkey stayed yeah, in town right, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah monkey's yeah, still on right. my back. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So that uh. But it did. I do remember also the bell ringing moment, or and of of leaving there with that little pad of air under my feet and going, because these other guys are sharing about doing it mm-hmm. at home, mm-hmm. and I just and I went, I can do this on my own. You yeah, know, I, it's not just Saturdays. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I made a commitment to myself that day that I would start getting up in the morning and and spending some time in meditation. Mm-hmm. And I have been doing that now for five and a half or whatever years. The first thing I noticed about meditating Not is perfectly. my palms. Like I, I would push my palms and my hands down on my legs so hard that I'd have little red spots. And I, you know, later on in Ayurveda, I realized it was this need to be grounded. I had this need mm-hmm. to be grounded and I didn't even, and I, I was fighting it. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. What did you do to? Did you do? Did you make I just an adjustment? Kept, I just kept doing it. But the okay. the the point that I could even realize or get an awareness of it was yeah. the eye opener. Like, yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> like why are you doing that? You Somebody know? taught me once, and uh, and you know I tried different things, and I had I put crystals in my hands, small mm-hmm. like, palm stone polished yeah. in my hands. And held them. Uh-huh. And I can remember one time when I'm sitting there, and one of them moved across the palm of my hand, and I'm not sure Whoa. what happened that day. Yeah, but, uh, How cool is that? Yeah, and, you know, and, uh, and I don't know if I tiffed my hand. All right, you know, yeah. What happened, but it, it lit me because it, like, come to my awareness because I was pretty well into whatever else was going on. We did a lot of uh, guided meditation stuff uh-huh, early yeah. on, and I usually... Uh, when when I get an opportunity to coach somebody, because uh, one thing, the meditation is just way too big. Yeah. You can't go Google it. Yeah. It's just way too much. It's unmanageable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, and I, so I feel like, you know, uh, kind of like this work, you know, it's like, okay, I'll just tell you what to do. Yeah. You know, for a while. Yeah. You, and later you'll find your way and what works for you and everything. Mm-hmm. But usually what I do is I give people five to 10 minute guided meditations off of YouTube. Yeah. And just say, sit down and do what they tell you. Insight Timer's got some good ones, yeah, too. Those, too. Those apps, yeah. those Insight Timer, Love them. Calm, There's headspace. one for pain on there that I just suggested to a, a sponsee of mine oh, who really? had shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. and it is fabulous. Yeah. It's about 25 minutes, but when you're sitting in pain, yeah, it's almost hypnotic. Yeah. And I Very think cool. what it is, truly, is if you believe that it's going to work, it'll work. Yeah. You don't need a pill. Yep. You can tell your trillions of cells in your body to find the light. You just got to work on it. Yeah, I agree with that yeah. 100% too. Yeah. Do you think those crystals really do anything? And I, There's you know, research out there. There's they stories do, out there do. of people having surgery done without medication. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating to me. The body is without. We're only tapping anything. into 10 or 15% of what the brain's capable of. It's amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm fascinated too, you know, by I've been all of this. this little kick about like speaking things into existence, and I would have poo pooed mm-hmm. all that before. But you know, oh, there's no. some things nowadays that I can say, and I believe it. And I think the oh, more yeah. firmly I believe it and speak it, mm-hmm. uh, the more firmly it will be. You know, and, yeah. And, you know, you can, you're in the wrong, you know, not the wrong, but if you're around people who are not subscribing to that kind of thought, yeah. You know, they're like, well, oh, yeah. What? And you know, and the funny thing is, none point. of my drinking buddies are calling me up asking me to do anything they might say hello on facebook every now and then but they don't want to do anything with me because i'm not participating in the same lifestyle and a lot of friends who want to talk about aa from the outside will say well i'm okay with aa but it's some people who who uh beat it as a lifestyle or forget how they put it and i was like without it i have nothing without it i have nothing i didn't have anything like I have now, like yep. I have today. I don't, you know, the joy that I have and, the, and I, life shows up and I get pissed off and stuff happens, you know, but and there's tools for that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the tools are amazing. Yeah. The pick up the hundred pound phone and actually calls my ass for help. Oh, there's an, you know, like, and it just ends up being a conversation about something that I'm not even mad about anymore. You know, I just need to talk to somebody and somebody get somebody else's perspective yeah. And say that's really not how it is, Rebecca. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was you talking about why twelve SR. I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, so yoga. And I would like to know how did you get before we get to there though. I would like sure. to know what made you stumble into yoga. What what brought you to that? Well, I've done yoga on and off at uh, several places around town, and um, prior to recovery. Yeah, yeah, um, on and off my whole life. I used to go and then go drinking. 
afterwards. Like, oh, let's go catch a buzz yeah. now. You know, I see like, them do it. No, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them do it in the bar. Let's do yoga yeah, in the yeah, bar. Let's marry it all together. Free mimosa with yoga. Oh, I just want to shoot myself. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So uh, I had my niece graduated in the first graduating class at five hundred two, and I hmm. went to um, her graduation, oh. and I felt the magic in there. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And I was in a really bad place. My daddy was uh, passing of Alzheimer's, and he mm-hmm. was in the declining uh, last few years. And I had gotten my certified nursing assistance certificate so I could take care of him and do it proper. Uh, their supplemental insurance paid me to do that. So everything, all the stars were aligning, so I had the free time to do something different. And um, they... Uh, uh, I told him, you know, uh, I said, look, you know, I'm, I just don't really have a lot of money. And uh, Sarah walked up to me one day and she said, and I might get emotional about this. She said, uh, we have a, uh, mm, I forget what their program's called. Uh, it's not outreach. It's, uh, oh, you, could, you I, would, I would come in and set up for teacher training. And then I would clean up in the end of teacher training. And they would um, energy exchange. Energy Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't find. I couldn't exchange guy for a while. Uh huh. Yeah, I couldn't think of what it was called. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so I did energy exchange. So I got the teacher training at a discounted price, mm. and then they also gave me a payment plan on top of that. So they made it happen for me, and I was so grateful. Yeah. And uh, and it was it was an awesome experience. Yeah. It was an awesome experience. There were some things that happened that I had was familiar with before um, that I experienced again, but in a whole other way. Yeah. You know, a whole other way. And I had danced for the first time sober. And I and I was sober pretty pretty many uh, well I don't know quite a few years when I went through teacher training, and um, I was bawling crying. They were like, "What's wrong?" You know, and I'm like, "I've never danced sober," you know, and it was the coolest thing ever. It really was. And I struggled the entire time. I've I've been to the studio. I've done this sequence. I do it all the time, and I always had to have that piece of paper. I could not set down the piece of paper. Like, I like I don't know this, but I did know it, you know. Had a lot of struggles and a lot of teachings in teacher training. Like, really changed my life, Like just like Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, Kat came up to me, and uh, she said, uh, she's uh, the owner at 502, and she said, and a guest on the podcast, if anybody wants to listen to Cat talk, you yeah, can oh yeah, she's awesome. Hear her. I'm gonna go listen to it. Um, so, and Mimi too. Mimi is really awesome. the one that hooked me in because she was teaching every class there because they didn't have any teachers. They had Cat, Sarah, and Mimi, yeah. and Mimi happened to teach everyone that I was there, and she really changed my life. She, yep, it was really too. her. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you want to say that Fisher, it was her. Yeah. You know, I got the hook from her, but. Um, uh anyways uh where was i oh so cat comes out to me a teacher training she goes i get stuff from these emails all the time because i you know we had to go around and introduce ourselves in teacher training i thought oh shit i'm gonna say i'm rebecca i'm alcoholic i know it's gonna come out because you know every time that's what i'm used to introducing myself and uh so i just went ahead and told everybody my deal in the beginning because i thought i can't be me if they don't know same here yeah and so um and uh, Kat came up to me. She said, there's this lady in Indiana. She's doing this uh, 
Yoga of 12-Step Recovery. And she forwarded me the email. Well, like a true alcoholic, you know, I was coming up. We Tony and I were getting married in July. And this, uh, the next full weekend that you could do it was in California. Because I'm an alcoholic. I can't wait. I got to do it now. Like, we've got to do get this. Cert- this is me. Oh, this is why I'm here, you know. And, yeah. And so I, I, get, I go on my honeymoon. I get back from my honeymoon. And a week later, I fly out to California. When this lady's at Nikki Myers is my mentor there. She's in Indiana. Like, I could wait, like, six or eight months and done the whole thing in Indiana. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I couldn't wait, you know. So, uh, you know, I made it happen. I went all the way to California come back and and I and I talked to Kat and I'm like I'm ready to do that let's do it here let's I'm I'm in it because I'm all in my program and and yoga is really like taking my spiritual program to another level because you know. 20 minutes of and I noticed people working out and, and getting their exercise on especially the fellas in um and uh and aA will come in they're all swelled up you know, because they've been looking at themselves in the mirror and working out, you know, and uh, and I was like, I, exercising wasn't doing that for me, but yoga is a, and, and a, a lot of my friends who come in through recovery say, I thought it was a candy exercise. I'm like, no, yoga's well, hard. kick your ass. And it's, it, it, it's, it makes you uncomfortable. And, it, and what was the thing that was always told to me? However you are on the mat is how you are in life. Yep. How you show up on your mat yeah. is how you show up in life. Bingo. And it was so true. If I was struggling, thinking to myself, let's hurry up and get out of this pose. I don't like this. Go to the next one. You know, that's how I was in life. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't feel good here. I'm like, you know, like I couldn't sit still. Yeah. And uh, it, One of the parallels I see is during the equanimity and the balancing poses. You know, if I'm out of balance on my mat, I can look and see where that is also happening in my life. Heck yeah. And it, and the same with Shavasana was like the first time that I was like laying still again. Mm. And that lavender, I was like, oh yeah, this cloth and it's free, it's hot as hell. And then now we've got this nice cloth and I'm like totally relaxed. Yeah. Like it was punching all my buttons and I needed them punched. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it it just, just everything, right everything just about shoo. the Baptiste program is phenomenal. And so I was in, and then um, uh, let me tell you what I learned at the Yoga of 12-Step Recovery. Nikki Myers, this woman is phenomenal. She had broke it down to me that the first six steps were created by the Oxford Group, who uh, they've, they studied uh, rhinuses and sages to create the first six steps, and then Bill and Bob round out the rest of the 12. That's how they came to be. Th- these were in my teachings. And um, when I was at Y12SR. And so she also taught me that my addiction comes from codependency. Like the root of all addiction comes from codependency. Hmm. And I was like fascinated by that. Well, I did this breaking barriers workshop she had. And the very first exercise you had to introduce yourself as your favorite fan. So I would have to introduce myself like my husband, Tony would, right? And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I started crying. I was like, what's wrong? She goes, you're textbook codependent. I was like, what? I am not. I am the most independent yeah. person. I, what are you talking about? It's the yeah. thing that we will throw up a wall against. Oh, right? Yeah. No, I am not. I know. And I am. And I didn't know it. And, and that's why I love so many people. Like, 
well, I'll just go get codependent on somebody else, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it explains the shopping, the eating, the, you know, all these other things that um, came into play after I let go of the drugs and the alcohol, you know, then it was the food and then it was the exercising at the YMCA. Like I got to join boot camp. I got to, you know, it's just got to do more and more and more and more when really, all I really need to do is meditate for about five or 10 minutes in the morning and do about 20 minutes of yoga. And it, and that's all I need to do. That's pretty much what my mornings look like. I wake yeah. up in the morning and then there's a little thing where, and I don't know why, but it's become a habit. And it's like when I come in, I can wake up from a nap and I do it and I have a prayer and somebody, uh, it, it was handed to me early on. So I do this little version of a first, second, third step prayer when I wake up and I do a little reading, you know, the daily reflection or something, you know, uh-huh. not a lot, just a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, peruse this little email I get, and if anything touches me, I read it, and then I, uh, and then I meditate, and I do about. And mostly, what I do is sun salutations. Yeah. And a lot of mornings, what I do is, uh, is from uh, in the Baptiste thing, I do go from child's pose up through the sun salutations, yep. and that's enough to get me yeah. rocking in the morning. Heck yeah, heck and yeah. That's about you know the way I do it. It's fifteen twenty minutes or so by the time I'm done with it, and, uh-huh. and then I'm bouncing off to my day. I had a. A book from Roth's Gates that I've had for probably, I don't know, seven or eight years. And it's off the mat, hmm. meditation on the mat, meditation on the mat, I think. I'll have to look it up. Sorry. But anyways, that's what I've been using. And I'm hmm. on day uh, 21 right now. So every day he tells a little story about something. Hmm. And it really gives me a whole new outlook of where I am, and it's it's kind of funny how some of it's locking up with what's going on with me. Yeah. The other day, one of them was, uh, darkness is insatiable. Like you know, it's it, you know, it's it's automatic. It's it's easy to find, and and light is a practice. You know, you have to practice to get to the light, which yeah. is kind of about all the things we're talking about right now. Yeah. And I was like, God, that's so perfect. You know, like I got to practice the light. The darkness comes real easy. You know, I just never really thought about it like that. And I want to do the work. You know, me too. Because like it it means it more to me. Me too. You mm-hmm. know, uh, some of us, so it gets to being real something. Other little really simple thing is. It makes me feel good. Yeah. And feeling good feels good. Yeah. Yeah. If it feels good, do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And these yeah. kind of things, it's my whole other feel good. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I thought I was doing back then, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was making me feel good. Only the first uh, hour, depending on it was, what it was you were doing. Right. Yep. And then you were and, chasing uh, that the rest of the time. This is sustainable. Right. Know? Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, right before the COVID thing hit, too, you know, and I've been, you know, it was 2016 when I went to that first uh, Y12 SR, and uh, and it took me a little bit. You know, I kind of did the same kind of game. I'd say, "Hey, this is cool. I'll come back next Sunday." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and and then, but then I began to have some momentum, and an event happened to me. Uh, it was uh, it was in early 2000. I think it was, and I got sent to Japan on a work trip. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what happened, but I had a, I had a, I, something shifted me in Japan. And mm-hmm. one of the things was I just come off of home incarceration and probation, and now I'm a free man. And last week I couldn't leave the county without asking permission. Oh wow! And now I'm standing on a mountain in Japan. I think I remember and, uh, something you talking about that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and for whatever reason it hit me, and I knew when I landed off that plane, I'm going to 502 and doing a 40 for 40. Yeah. You know. And yeah. I, and I, I was still in the air. 
but I knew that's what I was doing, and uh-huh. I did, you know, and then I just continued and continued, and I'm telling all my buddies. Yeah. This thing, you got, you know, I got something over here that is really cool. Come yeah. with me. You know, yeah. they're like. I know. No, no, no. You know, and I had a little bit, and some people would come to Y12 with me. Yeah. And then they'd fade off and, you know, and this kind of thing. And then, uh, and then I had a couple of sponsees in one year. One of them, I said that uh, uh, Charlie, he won't mind me, he's been on here too. Charlie had been in the studio for a while, and yoga brought Charlie to recovery. He met me in there and got the vibe and whatever and, and put us together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, but, but recovery brought me to yoga. Yeah. You know, and we intersected there. Yeah. So he started working the steps, and he's got a yoga practice already established. And I watched this dude get well faster. Wow. And at the same time, I had another guy, a real young guy, who uh, lit up when the yoga thing. He'd never done it before. Because the body hears the mind thinking. And so he said, hey, man, can... And so he started, he just, just like, came. You know, sometimes you get some people that just surrender, right? They just go, Mm, okay. They push all their chips to the table and just, okay. Mm -hmm. And he started doing yoga. So here I got a guy who's established in yoga, putting the 12 steps under his belt and doing that and getting real, getting well real fast. Mm -hmm. And here I got a guy who had no yoga experience whatsoever. And I offer that to him and he takes it along with this 12 step stuff. And those two guys got well fast and healthy and they're still both of them. And then Charlie went on to do yoga teacher training too. Awesome. And, uh, and Vlad yeah. is a addict. <laughs> oh yeah. A, a yoga dude now. Yeah. Uh, I've pulled and, several and really of my feeds. That it, dynamic of that, yeah. adding that into the recovery mm-hmm. because it become, you know, my, um, devotion to that and, and my enthusiasm for it was from the same reason it leveled me up in my recovery when yeah. I found yoga and then these two guys walked in and I'm trying to offer that and so none of my other friends are listening right before COVID hit man I had like there were some times where we were because some a lot of these guys live over on the east end uh-huh. and it opened up that east end studio yeah and I wouldn't normally visit that one but I'll go to whichever one if you want to meet me yeah, and then uh, and I do some work for Cat too, uh-huh. like nickel dime handyman stuff here yeah. and there, and I trade her yoga for it. Yeah, and uh, so I got like I said, one of the things I love to have is she gives me these class packs. Yeah, that are just classes packs that I can just give to anybody. So if you want to come with me, come on. Yeah, I, got, I can be my guest, and uh, so That's I would awesome. offer these these guys to uh-huh. get them hooked. You know, yeah, hey, come on, man, I, you borrow a mat of mine, you know, yeah, uh, and and do that, and then COVID hit. So there was a time there was five, six of us was meeting up at the, at 6 a.m. at the East End studio uh-huh. and doing yoga together. And, and man, it was just, you know, I like And they're all hopped up and juiced up. And, and then, boom, yeah, the studio shut down, you know. And it's tough. It's a heck of it's tough for me to continue any kind of real. I mean, my own practice I can do. But if you're new and that kind of thing and all of a sudden the door slams on you, you know how that is. Yeah. When the door slams, it's like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it'll come back around for him. But that was a really cool little uh, little window. Oh yeah! And they all started going. And that's oh, this is totally cool. I'm hard. They come out. One of the things watching people transform is high, so cool, though, isn't it? It would be the word they'd use as we walk out of the studio in the morning, freaking higher than a kite. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and you know, and then they would tell me, I I felt good all day. Yeah, exactly. You do this really hard exercise in the morning, yeah. which you think would wear you out. Yeah. You wouldn't be no good all day. Right. What well, does, it charges me up and uh-huh. I'm on fire all day. Yeah. And people think that, you know, that like my husband, he's a caffeine addict and uh, 
might not gonna like me talking about this. And he struggles with it, you know, because he thinks that's going to get him up and get him going. But then at 2 o'clock, he's dragging, yeah. you know. Yeah. So then there's got to be a Red Bull, you know, because the coffee's gone, yeah. you know. And then, then there's a physical effect to it, you know, your stomach, your, you know, everything. When you could really just hit the mat for 20 minutes and keep going. And then if you did need a little nap, and you take a nap, you know, but what's that uh, acronym, hungry, angry, lonely, tired? Yeah. Halt. Yeah. Halt. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And just using the other little things. And I've watched how that, I would say that yoga has provided me with a functional power in my life that I didn't mm-hmm. have before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have MC muscles. Yeah. I don't, they go, you know, all that stuff. I don't have any of that. But, like, I'll go put a ceiling fan in for somebody, replace a ceiling fan. Yeah. And I'm amazed at how long I can hold my arms over my head. Yeah, right? You know, I'm standing up here. Oh, one of the first classes at 502. Yeah, I remember uh, Rebecca Bickett. And she was like, yeah, we're just going to stand here in mountain with our arms up and look up. And we stood there for a really long time. Like, her yoga teaching was a lot of space. And Mm -hmm. she left a lot of space, so you had to sit in it. And that was a struggle for me, but that was the that's where you win yep. in the end is to hold the pose. Woo! Yeah, 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 that is funny. That's a, yeah, because that's I'm like, all right, move. We can't stand here any longer. That's exactly. Yeah. And then the chair pose is so good for uh, when you got to go to the portalettes and some of these festival functions we have, which we're not having right now. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's a fun one too. You know? <laughs> you know, it's like you're cussing under your breath, and you're uh-huh. like, oh, "I can't do it anymore." But that's one of the things about the studio, you know, that the, the uh, a somewhat of a character defect in uh, will will work for me in the studio because I don't want to be seen as a wimp. Yeah, I do not want to drop my pose before you know. Uh-huh. I'm going to sit here and do this. Yeah, and it ends up being a, a plus for me because I'm. Yeah, I'm determined to do it. Uh-huh. And now, yeah. of course, your like, ego can serve you sometimes, can yeah. it? <laughs> and, uh, and that's like so. Then I get those guys down like at the retreat, and then I, you know, I get them in chair pose and and use some of the language that you all give me about like things like you know, what have you done to your bodies all your life? Yeah, and you're gonna complain about sitting in chair pose for right. a little bit. Yeah. Suck it up, dudes. Yeah, suck it you up, Buttercup. Yeah. I like that, you know. And we and I get quoted now from things I steal because I didn't invent anything. But you, uh-huh, know, yeah. say, you know, and here we do hard shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and out there you're asked to do hard shit too. Yeah. So you know, you're when you're in here practicing hard shit. Yeah. It's gonna carry you. You know, that's gonna be a, a thing in your life. This I really do. You know, yoga is a parallel for much of our. Uh, like I said, well, how you show up on your mat? Yeah, that's how you show up in your life. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, and I had a heart for that. I thought that I would end up doing uh, going to a, a Y twelve SR training thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't. Uh, uh, it just didn't happen. And, mm-hmm. and man, my life is so full today that that's that's what I'm, you know, and it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, is that in order to add something to my life today? Hmm. Kind of means something's got to sit, get set aside. Yeah. Uh, enough irons in the fire that uh that Well, that's tough. the and thing. Like I said, I was going to start Y12SR in Shepherdsville. You know, well, I don't know any people out there. I tried to get in the jail. They wouldn't have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. I just don't know enough people out there. But I've made some friends now. I've got about four or five uh, that I'm going to some meetings with. So I'm starting to meet some women out there. Um, I have... Um, some really powerful people that 
um, are doing a lot of great things out there, but I just, I'm just, it's, it's hard for me to find them. There's not a lot of meetings out there. Like there mm-hmm. should be more meetings than there is. Yeah, and a lot of my friends like living that live in Fern Creek drive all the way into Louisville, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, I'm a, and I love that the Zoom meetings are happening, but I miss being around. Yeah, people. that's another pendulum swing, double-edged mm-hmm. sword kind of thing because I do too. I love it that I can go sit in that living room, and I we do that TSSR thing, so I run that meeting on Zoom, and then I ran I run my home group meeting on Zoom, so I, I like yeah. that accountability that helps me to say yeah I do say, too okay, mm-hmm. kind of like you're running that stuff, and now I'm gonna you know now I need that I have to do it yeah exactly uh, or get somebody cover for me, and I don't really like to do that yeah uh, I have had somebody cover for me, me though, too. and it worked yeah, out yeah, you me know too. and I'm okay with it mm-hmm. just, it know. was that was hard though wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm sure they won't be able to do this. I was I hard passing and, a Y12SR over, yeah. over to Renee. Yeah. Like, that was my baby because there was, uh, you know, about a year and a half I was going every week, only two or three people. And then by the time I left, it was like 25 or so coming every time, you know. So it was cool to watch it grow, though, Yeah. you know, and watch the people come and go. And then um, it's cool when you see people pop back in your life that you had met from those times too you know that'll show up in a meeting and i'm like oh there you are what's up like where you been and they stepped out for a minute and i'm like we're still here we're never we're not going anywhere yeah you know it's such a great thing yeah yep uh and i have a as you said that you know i have a number of friends that that's where i met them and i really never see them in other places but i still consider them my friend mm-hmm. and, and we we bonded at y12sr and, yeah uh, and 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 I still in, in some level of contact, whether if it's Facebook or whatever, but still in contact with these people. Uh-huh. Get to watch their, um, you know, that uh, you know, watching other people shine is also a joy, right? You see these yeah. other folks out there doing their deal, you know, mm-hmm. and, they, and they went off on, you know, they picked up other things to enhance the quality of their lives. And, you know, or if they're out biking or they're out kayaking or they're out, you know, they're out doing. And, of course, that's all keys in on me because I like that outdoorsy. Oh, me of, too. Of, uh, we want to uh, kayak at uh, Salt Rivers. It runs around the back of my house. Mm. I want to get some kayaks and do that. Canoeing has always been a thing that uh, was something I did all my life. And My and best friend, Rosa, that I want to introduce you to, she's, she's a canoeer. You see? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I told this story on here, too, but when I was 15 years old, my dad put me and my cousin in on uh, the Ohio River, and we paddled from here to Evansville, 15 mm-hmm. years old, 200 miles, and 15-year-old kids. Oh, whoa. Eight days. Wow, how cool yeah, is that? that was really cool. Was, uh, I would my, love to do know, something like yeah, that. my dad uh, introduced me, and, and and just, like, real nonchalantly, like, kind mm-hmm. of got me to do some cool stuff, and that, that trip was a... Uh, was like a Tom Sawyer kind of thing. Yeah, you know? it was a just a really cool trip. Yeah, and I miss it. We've been kicking around about going doing Blue River over here. So I, I grew up. I probably paddled. I, I will I've venture to say I paddled Blue River as many times as as about anybody. We would go to Fredericksburg up at out one fifty. Uh huh. And that's about where Blue River begins to be usable. Uh-huh. and paddle to the river and that's 60 miles and it takes wow. usually a three-day weekend and you take camping gear and camp on the bank and oh fun i've done that a, I, I can't tell you how many times i've done that 
Oh, uh, but I so miss cool. it, you know. And yeah. that's another thing. Some of these things, again, it's that full life thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to do those things real intentionally today. Yeah. There's a time in my life that that was just, you know, it, it, well, one, when you're drinking and doing all that, you know, you get a case of beer, go throw a canoe in the water and spend a day. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We used to, a friend of mine, and he died not long ago. You know, uh, he, uh, it was interesting as a house blew up in Jeffersonville. Mm. Uh, like a gas leak water heater blow up or something i had oh, no yeah. idea i heard about it blowed up like houses and windows out of the windows out of houses up and down the neighborhood and stuff oh wow uh, and he was in that house oh my gosh but him and i ran around a lot and had a lot of good times and uh and we used to do that canoeing trip all the time and our favorite thing was is drop some acid and do that yeah canoeing trip. <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, we've done that we called it trippy canoeing uh-huh. Uh, but also done stone coat sober and it's one of the things man there's some uh it's an art you, you do things and it like it just lands you know it's like okay this this is me you know mm-hmm. this, this feels way too good well you're and in so much down, more awareness of what's going on when you're sober you floating know? down a river in a, yeah. in a canoe like that where you like, don't really have to do much more than kind of keep yourself from hitting the bank you know yeah. i really didn't have to propel myself the water right. does that yeah exactly it's the go with the flow you go know? with the flow and, yeah uh, and to do that i'd sit back and i'm just like that's like heaven to me uh-huh, you know? me too. like okay yeah. this can never end and i'm okay oh i got uh, you got me itching to get on the water yeah me too I <laughs> and, I went, and i like to fish too and uh and him and his dad went down blue river the other day and they were taking pictures had shared some pictures with us on with me on their trip and i'm like oh need to do that but i got that place out in the country and it you know, it's kind oh, of yeah, another one of these that. pendulum things that, that that get you you know you get a place like that and, and or i get a place like that and i stop going anywhere else because mm-hmm. i have a spot and then yeah. that's magic to me too down there you know well i kind of feel that way about our house yeah yeah i uh i began taking guys down there for fifth steps so we go spend the night and do step five overnight at the cabin and mm-hmm. we'll go down and eat and just did one friday night did one yeah. uh, night before last and um good stuff and having those men's retreats down there and and and, and doing that and fourth of july i had uh, invited the wives and kids and everybody mm-hmm. to come down there were 16 of us down there for fourth of july weekend swimming in the pond and shooting off fireworks and cooking eating let kids play and run in the wilderness and mm-hmm. uh so good stuff it just blocks me from doing you know uh, and plus the other th- thing is that's a lot of work down there too so some weekends means goes down to mow and yeah. work on something yeah because you're taking care of something or, else yeah or doing that so it pulls me out of some of the other things that i would uh that would you know I don't know. I want, I want to. I watch my words sometimes because I say that I would like to do, or you know, hell, I sometimes wonder. I don't know what. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And uh, tap the needs. Yeah, for sure. Certain things have to be done, and you got to go do those. It's good stuff. Yeah, you should invite some people out there to do yoga. Yeah, I keep telling i keep i keep being told that and i want to i just You're don't such know a good facilitator and, yeah uh, i just gotta walk through the uncomfortableness of it yeah, yeah some of that stuff i get too you know we do this for fun and for free stuff right yeah and uh so i struggle a little bit like with monetizing any of that kind of stuff although there's value in it mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with there's you know i don't have any hang up with that yeah uh it's uh but but there's a 
there's an energy that makes it harder to do that. You know? Yeah. So it's like I think some self-esteem stuff and, and, you know, I'm not really worth it. Oh, know? yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to do things where you, because I think, you know, I go out there and have those retreats and I think, you know, a lot of people, places or people, dudes are paying hundreds of dollars to come have this. Yeah, they are. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and things like that. And I, well, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem right. But then, you know, we got bills paid too, just like everybody else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it doesn't cost me anything to host this podcast. I just yeah. the work I do, but I found, you know, uh, there's all kinds of places out there you have to pay them to do it. And I found one that hosts it for free. Matter awesome. of fact, they pay me a little bit to do it. And it's awesome. not, it's, you know, it's just in a plus column. It's yeah. not like I'm going to be paying any bills with that money. Right, yeah. But, I, you you know, dudes are doing that. And they get they get sponsors and get people and put on their podcasts and love get it. paid to do it. So, uh, But I'm also... Uh, you know, it goes back to that go with the flow thing too. Is that just uh, right? you were saying about not market having trouble marketing yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. Um, going out like drumming up sponsors and you know and doing that selling yourself business and uh, it's kind of a little bit like okay, uh, God, won't you handle that? And I'll just yeah. keep taking the actions. Yeah. And uh, and that's been what my recovery has been is to take the actions and things come yeah i I think you're right i think you're inspiring me because i did just last week shoot out a text message to maybe five or six people i know in shepherdsville that are sober ladies and invited them to my house and i was like so i was like sunday because i'm trying to work around this job that i don't even have yet you know yeah because that's what i need to do and uh I put out some dates on there. Well, half of them could and half of them couldn't, you know, and I want everybody to be able to come. And so it's, I get locked into the the BS of all of it. Like, you're right. I just need to pick a day, a time that's convenient for me that I will be sustainable with. I mean, you've just kind of talked me into it and then just do it. And then they'll just come or they won't. Right. Yep. Yeah. Like, I just need to do it. This year's, you know, last year's men's retreat, I had 32 dudes down there. Wow. That's amazing. It was actually almost unmanageable. I bet. to be, uh, we lost a lot of the intimacy. It was fun still. Yeah. Uh, This year with COVID and stuff, I didn't know if anybody would come. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and I, you know, and I, and I tossed it around, tossed it around and said, you know what? I'm going to be there. Yeah. And if y'all want to join me, there you come. go. And, yeah, uh, and it was a lot smaller. We had uh, sixteen guys down there, but that actually intensified the 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 event. And uh-huh. it was probably uh, it was it was the most powerful event of that type that I've ever been a part mm-hmm. of. Guys showed up to 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 really be there. You know, I said this a few times too that uh, you know sometimes you go to the funeral home to make a showing or to the family dinner. Uh, and, and sometimes we can find ourselves doing that in meetings. And, yeah. Uh, the dudes that showed up to this showed up. They really, truly showed up. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was, a, it was just a, a, a really, really I cool think any, any meeting I've ever been to, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff I don't want to hear, but I've never, I've, you know, and I can probably say I'm not always – excited about driving into louisville to go to my home group but i've never left there going i wish i wouldn't have done that you know like i get something every time just sometimes i get a lot more and sometimes i get a lot less you know but i mean that's not really in that just life though you know god 
Yep, it it's is. Given and receiving and up and down and, you know, everything is temporary. Everything. The joy is temporary. The sadness is temporary. The pain is temporary. Hopefully. <laughs> Some people not so much. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not as temporary as it is with others. It's but, all temporary to some level. But, mm-hmm. uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Visitors. Exactly. I like Russell Brand will say that about some Oh, I love him. Those things yeah. are, they just come to visit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly stay. right. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Usually what people will do is they'll sigh, hear a sigh on the other end when they kind of like we run out of gas. And I can kind of feel that thing here. You got any closing thoughts, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to uh, share with anybody? or? Um, well, if I can help you, you can reach me at Kentucky Yoga Gal. So K-Y-Y-O-G-A-G-A-L at gmail.com. Cool. And, um... I'll just end with a prayer. That'd be great. All right. God, universe, put me in the places you want me to be, with the people you want me to be with, doing the things you want me to do. Thank you for the joys and challenges of my life. Namaste. And thank you, Dan. Thank you. And I always close this thing with two statements. One of them, I get off my little daily reader, it says, if you're not enjoying your recovery, it's your own damn fault. That's right. And uh, the other one is something a dear friend gave to me, and I just thank everybody out there for uh, allowing Rebecca and I to participate in our recoveries, because that's mandatory also. Mm -hmm. Like God told me, you must participate in your own recovery. Uh, And so I thank everybody out there for allowing us to participate in this manner today. Peace out.
It's time.